and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we talk about all the chapters of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And yeah, for $2 a month, you get the entire archive of Shonen Jump, and maybe right now is a good time to binge on some manga. Yeah. I caught up on Spy X Family. It's actually quite good. Oh yeah, I haven't read the latest chapter. I'm still behind on that and the monthlies for this month, but... I've caught up on pretty much everything that I'm reading. I'm not reading Boruto or Dragon Ball Super. (laughs) Would you hear the irony? Uh, Those are the only ones I'm reading. Yep. Well, I've been reading the other ones basically since they came out, so... Yeah, Yeah, it makes sense. I just find that, like I said, ironic. Yep. Although I very much considered giving Seraph of the End or one of the other ones a full read-through. Seraph of the End is good. I don't remember which other one I was considering. No. I've actually, I've really liked World Trigger once I got it caught up on Trigger. it. It was World Trigger. That was the okay. one I was considering. I was like, World Trigger was really good when I got caught up on it. I have not been reading Platinum End, mainly because I have to do that not on the app, and I always forget about it <laughs> until afterwards. That seems like the worst thing those two guys have created, right? Which, to be fair, is... I've only read, like, two chapters of it, so I don't, okay, I will fair. hold judgment a little bit, but as of right now, yes. Which is a good time to bring up, we read Bakuman Volume 3 for this week. Yeah. But before then, we have Shonen Jump to talk about. I didn't think this was as good of a Shonen Jump as we've had previously, but the strong chapters continue to be very, very strong. Yes, I was going to say the same thing of, there were definitely a lot of good chapters, but it was not, oh my god, everything's really good. Well, almost everything's (laughs) really good. Everything's really good, and the Gravity Boys is still there. Yes. But this is, wow, there's a lot of really good stuff in here. And like when I was reading it on the app, it started out good. Yep. It was kind of crap in the middle and then ended pretty good too. Oh, you thought, huh, okay. The order is different if you're reading on the app than if you're reading on the webpage. Gotcha, because it was very much fallen quality from yep. for me. It was like, this is great. This is also great. And I mean, there was a little bit of peaks and valleys in the middle there. Yeah, but the, the order for the app is weird. Because I do my ranking by looking at the webpage, and I was like, oh yeah, all of these are in like a completely different order than I read them in. <laughs> uh, that is odd. But we will start with My Hero to Academia, number 264, One's Justice. One's Justice 2, now available in stores. Yes. I wonder how coincidental that was. Uh, so you were right about Hawks, which doesn't super surprise me. Yeah. It just seemed weird to me that they were putting him in so much shadow last week, I guess just to make him more ominous. Yep. Yeah, I just I noticed that he had the little nubs of his wings, and he was literally holding two feather swords. This chapter is all about Hawks trying to get twice to basically turn himself in. Yes, he's like, "Hey, you can reform. I know you're actually just a messed up guy. Yeah, like after you do your time, you can be a productive member of society. Like everything I said about supporting you is true. But twice on the meeting, I was like, I keep fucking up." Every yep. time I bring, I trust someone to bring into the league, they're here to screw us. Yep. So, yeah, it's just real good twice, like, internal monologue stuff, and then Hawks trying to talk him down from the ledge. Yep. No, yeah, very good. Then we have the heroes are continuing their assault on the... The Liberation The Liberation Army, Army yeah. I forgot Reed Destro's giving a speech here. Yes. I also love that he's got the the, like vault boy smile eyes like they're very very cartoony you know what i'm talking about yeah. the, just the half circle where he's like looking so smug with himself and he's like ah yes it's a good time to have a speech and then somebody's like the heroes have surrounded the building and literally all of the blackness hits his face again because he's stressed yeah it's very good 
very good My Hero this week. Anything yep. else you wanted to say about it, Kevin? I'm looking forward to the fire guy. It looks like is going to show up to help out twice. Uh, ha- yeah, yeah, that's that, that is the cliffhanger. You're right. It's hey, Dobby. I, yeah, I have to say it. Yeah, Dobby, that's right. I have to say I think so because we don't exactly We don't see get a location. Th- he's definitely going to show up somewhere, right? Yes, but he's climbing up an apartment complex and twice is in an apartment. So, And th- there's like tons of hints that he's coming to meet up with twice, but it might be just enough of a misdirect to mean that he's actually showing up somewhere else. Certainly the way the manga reads, it seems like he's showing up there, but on a chapter break, you can forgive that. Yeah. So. And it can be a twist that, oh, actually, he's over here. Yeah, like he was going to a completely different apartment to do something else. Like, Yeah. So. That will bring us to Demon Slayer Chapter 198, the next thing we knew, which I don't super well remember, but I seem to recall just being people getting knocked down and getting up again. Yes. And Tanjiro doing a bunch of fire dad stuff and all the Hashira. All the Hashira showing up. up. There is an amazing panel where the love Hashira is uh, just screaming, that's enough, as she rips off Muzan's arm, and he has the best look on his face ever. It's like, very good. Did that woman literally just rip my arm off? Also, she's the first Hashira to get back up, so yes. it's a swerve. Also, Zenitsu Tanjiro and Inosuke get to do stuff a bunch. Yep. It seems like a real like kind of farewell chapter to them. Not that we're never going to see them again. But I did get that kind of this is their last stand together feel. Yeah, they're and they're definitely pushing themselves. Like Zenitsu has the moment where he's like, "Come on, Gramps, give me one more kick. I need more speed." And he starts doing his thunderclap and flash Godspeed, where he he's literally moving so fast he's tearing apart the ground. Like it's all very well done. Yeah, and I mean, we don't exactly know how close Demon Slayer is to ending. There's definitely time for like a giant space flea from nowhere final battle. Yes, I don't really think Demon Slayer would have that vibe. I don't think so either. I think they're going to defeat Muzan and have like an epilogue of some kind, probably. Yeah, I imagine it would have an ep- epilogue at the very least. Well, I I more meant like it it might be like quite a few chapters long, not it, just. It might be like the epilogue to Lord of the Rings where they go back to the Shire and Saruman's taken over. Yeah. And the movie was like, we really don't need this. Yes. I was like, oh, but I love that moment. It's just the hobbits being like, you know what? Fuck it. We can stand up for ourselves. Look, it's good. Yeah. But that movie already has 50 endings. It didn't need that one, too. I know. It's fair. Uh, on the other hand, the hobbit, they decided to put Legolas in and make him Super Mario. Yes. So, swings and roundabouts. Anything else you wanted to say about Demon Slayer? Because, I mean, it's all action. I don't remember a ton of the details. Yeah, no. It's really just that I like all the all the rest of the Hashira show up. And so, it's like, we just need to hold them here so like at one point i really like tanjiro has kind of impaled muzan into like a wall with his sword he's like all right i can't i can't do any of my techniques anymore but that doesn't matter i just need to hold him here until dawn breaks yeah and then muzan has that great bit where he literally he opens his like entire chest as a mouth and goes to eat tanjiro and that's when the snake hashira shows up as like more and more of them are piling on like we need to do this. This is our this is our purpose in life. Yeah. We're almost there. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Which brings us to One Piece chapter 974, onward to Onigashima. We are finally free of this flashback. Finally. <laughs> what did you think of this chapter, Kevin? I really liked this chapter. Uh, for the second week in a row where I reading Shonen Jump, I stood up in my chair and said, fuck yes, at the end of this. Not at the end, quite the end, because I figured out what was going to happen right before the end. The reveal. But it was still yeah, a no. good is reveal. amazing reveal. The, it does start really slow with a little bit more flashback. They're like, okay, we have to set, we have to spell out this thing we obviously set up. We're 
yep. he faked the the Orison's death. Yeah, which is obvious because we've put it out loud. But now we'll tell you for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll make it so that it's he faked the Orion's death, not specifically she somehow That's managed true. to live. You know, maybe she had some weird devil fruit power that allowed her to survive. I mean, that would not be outside the realm of possibility, huh? You'd think she would have brought it up? You think so, but, you know, Odai's got to Odai. It's true. I'm still not entirely sure what happened with the samurai army, to be 100% frank with you. Like, I get where we're going. Yeah, and well, why we've moved on. Like, I get there was a traitor, and he told them, but I'm not sure. I'm assuming Kaido's forces did something to them. Yeah, okay. I, I'm, like, me too, but it seems to be like we're supposed to have it spelled out now, and maybe that's not true. Yeah. Anyway, Kandro is the traitor. Yep. Which also seemed like a weird reveal to me now that there's a traitor, because it hasn't really felt like it the entire no. time. It seemed not like a total ass poll, but it's not up to Odai's usual, oh, that all makes sense. Yeah. Storytelling. It does just kind of like, it, oh yeah, there's always there's been a traitor among us the whole time. I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, but that's impossible. We were all in that pot and all going to burn to death. Yep. The traitor's like, yes, I'm a very good traitor. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's some dedication. And to be honest, I did get the uh, thing right before the reveal, but I had to read that page before it three times to track what was going on. Mostly because when Lost Submarine pops up, that's a really good moment. Yeah. I had to look at it about 20 times before I'm like, oh, that's a submarine. Wait, who has a submarine? Yeah, I do like that before the reveal of the faces, it shows their, like, their chests. Their chests. Because it shows all three of them with speech bubbles in front of their faces as they are all saying things. Yeah. Because Kaido's forces have shown up to attack the samurai who are all in a rowboat. Yep. And they're like, ah, oh, we just have to fight <laughs> some samurai in a rowboat. And Monkey D. Luffy's like, nah, nah, you're on the seas. You're fighting pirates, motherfuckers. Yes. And... The reveal is that Luffy, Law, and Kid have joined forces because, of course, they have. Yeah, and it doesn't—they don't need an army. They've got three main characters. Well, and they still might have the prison army. Yeah, I, yeah. That's the, the thing is, like when they were talking about the samurai, I thought those were mostly the prisoners, and so that's what I'm real confused on. Is did Kaido get them? No, I don't think so. When I said I, I can't think, I have to agree with you that they didn't. It just seems to me like we're supposed to have taken that they did. No, because I thought they were expecting the samurai army was the. Was just the Luffy, peasants that they had gotten yeah, to rise up? Okay. Yeah, I think that's what because I remember specifically they were not aware that Luffy had managed to free everyone in the prisons. Yeah, or they just, were they were like aware of it, but they were like he'll not make it in time or whatever. Kind of thinking like they were like, oh, Luffy couldn't make it either. So I think all the prisoners are on the ships with the three of them. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. They got three big ships. Yes. But um, I did, I like, obviously I immediately recognized Luffy. I recognized Kid, but Law. Yeah, Law is the hardest one to get, right? Because I go, it was Luffy. He's kid. got a, was, he's wearing a new coat that he hasn't. You see his sword and his hat in the panel. Yes. So you can figure it out. And once I saw it was a submarine, once I put two and two together, I'm like, oh, obviously. Yeah. But I had the exact same thing. I'm like, Wait, wait, who is that? Because it's like those two were extremely Because they got bare chests that they're just throwing at you. And Law has the audacity to wear a shirt. <laughs> well, it wasn't just that. It's like if it had been Law with just his shirt on because he's got the... The, the jagged spikes. Or, well, the symbol on it, yeah. the his, his pirate symbol on it. That would have made sense. But because he's wearing this coat that I've never... I've probably seen him in before, but I don't recognize Law as having worn that coat. I was like, who's the third guy? 
Yeah, but I'm super excited for One Piece to be out of this flashback. Even yes. if I think it's not its strongest transition out, I'm still very excited for this climax. And we're in climax times for One Piece, which yes. is always exciting. Yep. And definitely that line of, uh, you're on the sea, you're fighting pirates, is yeah. just a great way to end the chapter. Yeah. Next is Dr. Stone, Z equals 143, Ryusei versus Senku. What did you think of Dr. Stone this week, Kevin? I actually, I liked this one a lot, too. So did I. I kind of wonder how much Kohaku in like an evening Vegas dress does for me. Like, <laughs> let me rephrase that. I wonder how much of my enjoyment of the chapter is just that. Just that? See, I, and like Ryusei and Senku in suits also, but like the whole aesthetic. See, I did like the casino at the ending thing, but I also liked the thing at the beginning where they're like, I especially love that that splash page of the boat on the water. Like, oh my God, that was amazingly drawn. Oh yeah, Bochi can draw it, turns out. Yeah. It was just the boat on the water. I'm like, wow, that is a that was that must have been a shit ton of work to put all that detail into the the choppy sea. But when they're just like, oh god, how long is this going to take? And they're forty days, seventy days, and then they go through the whole explanation of Senku. Like Ryosei is like, no, we need to do this route, the straight line. It's the easiest to navigate. Like, I'm here to help out the crew. Like, and I am an expert sailor. I am the best captain in the world. None of you have seen a boat before. Yeah. So we're going straight. Yeah, we're, go we're going straight because it's easy. And it will be the least hard on you guys. And Senko is like, no, we're taking the actual direct route, which is a curved line on the map because of the way physics works. And, like, that's how planes fly. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's obvious that they show this in the... Um, manga to explain to anyone who doesn't know if you see it on a globe it makes a ton of sense yeah they actually i really like how they did it where they have the two pieces of rope and so they like here are the two points and he puts it on the globe and he cuts a piece of rope on the room route and then the actual short route and then he holds up the two pieces of rope and the the one that seems curved at first is actually shorter and it's because of the way the globe works it's actually a shorter distance but ryusei is like no that one takes constant work basically yeah constant work He's to more specific yeah he, it takes constant work to maintain that course it'll be impossible and senko's like yeah but we cannot arrive in america in the winter like we only have 40 days in order to harvest the corn to get enough alcohol to revive a bunch of people otherwise we'll be stuck we'll be stuck spinning our wheels an entire year and also the, to raise the stakes ryusei agrees to it if they will double the rations which would mean they would come in and not have enough food for the winter. Yeah. But he's thinking about the morale of people and like what it's going to take to do it. So they end up at an impasse. Yeah. Because he's like, all right, I can shrink it to 60 days. And Senko's like, nope, it's got to be 40. Yeah. So they decide to settle it in a match of poker. Yes. And for some reason, I guess the duel was not really arranged beforehand. Ryusei gets to have Gen on his side. Well, because, yeah. So Ryusei, well, Gen is just like, sorry, I got to go with... Ryusei on this one, I want to do less work, so I want to take the easy route. I mean, that makes sense. I just don't yes. understand why he gets to play poker with him. Yeah. Even I mean, Senku is like, what? That guy will absolutely fucking cheat. No way. I am not playing poker against Gen. I am not an idiot. Yeah. He's like, Or at least I get to have Kohaku in a nice Vegas red evening dress. Yes. Well, Keep my backup. Yeah, Kohaku is like, well, we can't have it two on one. That wouldn't be fair. And... Senko immediately comes out and he's like, oh, you've got good visual acuity. You'll notice him trying to cheat us. Yeah. With ah. Gen looking extremely nervous that she shows up. Yeah, it's good. 
Mostly it's the art. Also, I caught up on the Dr. Stone anime this week. So oh, okay. Also, su- just super into Dr. Stone. But I'm glad to hear I wasn't the only one that was pretty into this chapter. Yeah, I liked it. That brings us to Samurai 8, Chapter 42, The Next Shooting Star. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? Because I know you've been kind of down on the finality direction that Samurai 8 is taking. I'm even more down on it now. Okay. This is definitely the... Oh, hey, want a deus ex machina? Okay, sure. We'll turn your character into a literal god. (laughs) See, I liked a lot of it because at least it has kind of been set up. Yeah. It just, it feels so rushed. I don't know if I agree with you on that. I definitely see where you're coming from. It's definitely not where I wanted the story to go right away. Yeah. I, I guess when I say rushed, I was just expecting more of a story. Like, it's not like... I feel like they're literally skipping parts, but it's like, oh, you could have gone on a little bit more of a hero's journey. Like the hero's journey was, all right, I took a step out the front door and found out that the princess was just outside. Yeah, I guess my not counter argument exactly is at the end of this chapter, we see that his we see his stat page and his heroism is now infinity. Yes. But in order to do that ultimate move, he wants to do all of his attributes except charisma have to be infinity. So I feel like there's a lot of room. Yeah, unless it turns out that everything is infinity once he yeah. hit infinity heroism. Yeah, well, yes. That's certainly a possibility. Don't, although I feel like you would spend the page on that, doing showing that. Impossibly. If that were the case. I also think that if the series is going to be canceled, I, my understanding is it is on a bit of a knife's edge. This is a way to wrap up. But I yeah. also think like one of the great things about Shonen Jump is sometimes writers get put in a corner like this and they have to force a climax. And that makes it super exciting. And then they have to figure out how to continue their story. Yeah. And sometimes they don't recover, but other times they do. Yeah. And I feel like Naruto has a super early climax with the Zabuza stuff, too. That then gets wheeled, kind of, yeah, ran back. I had read something interesting, which probably colored my thing on this, where the Samurai 8 doesn't have an editor. Oh, huh. Yeah. I don't know how true this is, but... So I heard Samurai doesn't have an editor because of how popular Naruto was. They were just like, yeah, sure, whatever. So he's not having to deal with an editor. And then there was a lot of stories of like Sasuke was the editor's idea and stuff like that. Like there was a ton of stuff from Naruto that were the editors kind of pushing him like, no, no, no. Like, let's maybe think about doing this. And so he's since he's been given his own direction, they're like, it seems to not be clicking as well with people. Interesting. That is interesting. I, I'm surprised Shonen Jump would do that, even with the guy who made Naruto. And you have to keep in mind that it's not just him running the show because he has an artist, right? Yes. And so there has to be collaboration to some degree with him. That's interesting because Samurai 8 feels so much more fleshed out to me than Naruto did, especially early on. But you can't attribute that to him gaining skill from, you know, doing Naruto for 17 years or whatever it was. Yes. As well as if the editor isn't pushing him to change things, maybe he's just going along with his original plan. So that's why it seems Yeah, it seems planned. more. Yeah. So like I said, I don't know if it's true or not. I just was reading that and was like, oh, that would make a bit of sense. And again, the, just the literal Deus Ex Machina really drug it down for me this week. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed this chapter of Samurai 8. I really like the stuff where he's like, oh, like the. It reminds me a bit of Last Sayuki. Not that good, but a lot of the metaphorical stuff in here is the metaphorical stuff I liked in Last Sayuki. Like when he's like, oh, I realized that because Nanashi has basically the same dream as Anne's brother, that like that energy isn't gone in the world. 
Yes. And that's like how I came to this epiphany. I really liked that. Well, I again, it's that rushed thing for me of like, yes, obviously he would make that connection eventually, but it seems like he's making that connection way too damn fast. Like, again, in the, the article that I was reading, they were talking about. So he started off crippled. That basically didn't ma- matter after chapter like six. It's true. And it's only ever come up once where he had the hidden blade in his arm because that's where his cane used to be. And then it hasn't come up again. That's true. I just feel like there are similar things in any manga that like stuff from the beginning sort of gets shuffled back. Yeah, and that's fair. It just like it seems like he's just like skipping around his hero's journey a little bit to me. I'm not saying that that's what's happening, but that's definitely the feeling I'm getting is like, oh yeah, I managed to reach enlightenment, and it's that kind of you managed to reach enlightenment as a 14 year old <laughs> kid. That's true. What? <laughs> that's fair. I'm enjoying it quite a bit, and also. In contrast, my criticism of Naruto is it takes way too goddamn long. Yeah. So maybe I'm just enjoying this different pace. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say about Samurai 8? No. That will bring us to Guardian of the Witch number seven, conclusion. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? I actually like this chapter. <laughs> See, <laughs> and here's where we're reversed, because this felt weird, off-tone, and way too fast to me. Really? Yeah, it just seemed like very, and now we're leaving. Like... I get that, you know, the idea is he won the fight in the last chapter. Yeah. But, you know, I don't want to compare it to Zipman because that's unfair to Guardian of the Witch. The fight has been much, much better yep. than anything Zipman did. But it gave me sort of a similar feel of it felt like the action happened off panel because it happens between chapters. And that's not to say, like, anything is skipped over. Yeah. But in the same way that any motion in the comic, by their very nature, happens between panels or between pages. Yeah. Like, the chapter break makes it seem really long to me and it at the i guess at the end of the last chapter it didn't seem like he'd won well and and at the start of this chapter he has uh, he sort of has but so i really like the fact that the guy's like it's not like the fight is totally over he's just like i've got to make a withdrawal we have to inform them that she's broken her ceiling collar like that's a huge deal so it's like maybe we could have continued to do something but i'm severely injured because he managed to get that sucker punch in and because, like, we find out Manasfa basically collapses after this. So if the fight had continued, it wouldn't have probably gone well for them. Yeah. And I think that's why I didn't like about it. A lot of this felt not quite deus ex machina, but very, and then the plot needs this, so it happens. Like, because then, like, them running from the town makes sense. Yeah. Because now it's figured out. That makes perfect sense to me. And, like, running into a monster as a consequence for that makes a degree of sense. But it felt very Final Fantasy random encounter to me. Well, they ran into a bunch of monsters because they're literally roaming the wilderness well, that is infested with evils. Yeah, I know. I just, like I said, it felt very Final Fantasy random encounter to me. And, like, something about the pacing felt off. And then they get saved by this new character. Yeah, who's this, like, voodoo witch doctor guy that I love. I put enter Dr. Strange. See, and I just rolled my eyes, like, well, of course. Like, they were, in a pro- they were in a problematic situation. And, like, new character as a cliffhanger is fine, especially at this point in the series. Yep. We, there's plenty of room for more cast. Uh, and maybe in the next chapter, this guy will really grow on me. No, I just, I really so far, like the character design because I love the, he's wearing the top hat and he's this like witch doctor thing. Like kind he's got, of like, like a, a, a voodoo sort yeah. of. Voodoo Doctor Strange is what I called him in my notes. There you go. It's not a bad design, especially since Guardian of the Witch's designs. I like the, I like the art style, but they're all kind of generic in my opinion. Yeah. So he, he definitely stands out from those. Yep. I just really thought like every like plot point and beat was really eh. Okay. See, I didn't mind the fact that they retreated because I like 
this as a way of them being able to fight them later, as opposed to like, oh, I defeated you, but you know, I defeated you, but I'm such a good guy, I'm not going to kill you. Like, obviously, he's the t- type of guy to do that, but I just like the fact that it was like this guy's intelligent too, and I was like, nope, got to pull back. See, I'd prefer if he'd knocked the guy out and the witch had to retreat. I would have been fine with that. Um, I mean, he basically did where the guy was like, I literally can't move. Yeah, I don't know. I just, like I said. Like, we were just hearing his thought process of like, I can't move. We need to bail. It didn't work for me, so. Okay. Uh, I, I like, oh man, Guardian of the Witch sucks. It's not like it, a zip ma- to bring it back to Zipman. Yes. It's not that bad a turn where I was super excited for it and then just, it completely fizzled out. But this is, I think, in my opinion, it's the weakest chapter of Guardian of the Witch so far. That's fair. Anything else you wanted to say about it? Nope. That will bring us to Act Age Scene 105, Side B. Hey, can we agree this chapter is great? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I I only remember like the climax impact moment, so uh, if you want to take the summary. Yeah, so basically they're continuing along on the play. They're commenting on how one of the reasons that this whole thing of Momo flipping her, or Chio flipping her faces is because of the her Monkey King actor guy is like because of the way he's acting she's really able to show that anytime he's the ox king she's angelic and in love and then anytime he's the monkey king she's angry kind of thing like yeah whereas in contrast k was like always angry yeah and like this is like gives it a very different tone of she's in love with this guy but yeah it's kind of a bad relationship for her yeah and she also hates him yes because he's you know two guys yep which is kind of where the climax is they make the same air quotes mistake yep that the team a did they play it exactly the same way yes and like which shocks team a yep because they're like oh we we totally lost this we're done yep and then they sort of not forfeit but do exactly the same thing yes and it ends with the director talking with the person who play. i wish i knew either of their names yep for clarity and being like hey and basically giving her what she wanted out of the play Yep. And she couldn't, like, get from her directed version where he's like, hey, the problem is that you love men and hate men. And, like, you're ashamed that you love men and you need to get over that. Yeah, the person you need to forgive is you. Yeah. Which, that was really good. I also love there's a bit where Ogami is like, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to work with that director. Like, that was kind of the whole reason I came back here, which is the director also wants to work with him. He's like, because that was before the reveal. He's like, ah, that sucks that this is going to fail. And then they do the changing and it's kind of just like, oh, maybe I will get to do it. Yeah. Super good. Yes. Which brings us to We Never Learn X equals 151 Thumbelina Supercomputer Part 1. I talked earlier about how One Piece is in climax mode now and it gets to just do payoffs. I didn't talk about yep. it. I just do payoffs. We Never Learn is in this perpetual state where for the rest of its existence, it can just do payoffs. Yep. I like hadn't considered that because the Araraka plot was so straightforward. Yeah. Because when I realized what was going on in this chapter, and again, I realized it before the reveal, mm-hmm. I didn't quite have the same reaction because I'd been interrupted in the middle of reading it. Okay. And that's when I realized what was going on in the chapter when I sat back down. Gotcha. Did you realize it before it said it out loud? No. Okay. So we don't quite flash back. It's an alternate universe where Uraka didn't confess her feelings. Well, specifically, it's... So one of the things that... I don't think you ever read the chapter, but at the end of the well, school okay, festival yes. arc... I, I did see the anime. Yeah. So I know the deal. And you've mentioned it before. Yeah. So, yeah. And at the end of the Araka ending, we see that Araka was the one who 
picked him he up. Picked him up, and I guess we do start with Ogata being the one. Yep. who picked him up here. Yeah, because in the actual manga, it was silhouette. So and like it was a silhouette behind fireworks, so it could have been anyone, kind of thing. And so I really like that it tracks all the way back to that. Where it's like, wow, he had this in store all the way back then. Like that's that's a really cool idea. But so we're going through the Ogata arc where Oraka didn't confess her feelings, but is you know living it up in. Uh, Australia. Australia winning championships. Just to interject, I do it makes me think less of Yu-Gi-Oh in a weird way. That like he's only able to like confess to her because she did to him. And like there's nothing wrong with that. Certainly I was that way when I was his age, but I think that's why I dislike him is because it, it reminds me of a thing I see as a failing in my former self. I got you. I think a lot of it is he loves all of the girls. So that's fair. And so like that's like, that's the struggle he had was... But, but it just becomes a, the first girl wins sort of situation, right? Which I guess, not unfair. But again, I kind of... Yeah. It's like a failing I recognize in at least my former self. And so that makes me... Yeah. Like I said, that will either make you super empathize with a character or hate them. It's the reason yep. I can't watch Steven Universe. Is I'm like, nope, that's me and I can't deal with that. Gotcha. Whereas in other things, I'm like, oh, that's me. Great. Yep. And it's a very fine line. But anyway, so Seki Joe and Ogata are college roommates, but Ogata's last ice cream keeps disappearing. Yes. And Seki Joe keeps swearing she would never take it because she wouldn't. Yep. Also, Yu-Gi-Oh works for Ogata's dad's udon Ra- shop. Yes. I keep wanting to say ramen. I'm like, nope, the other noodles. Not soba either, Jeremy. There are many noodles, but I there's only I've one correct answer. I don't think I've ever had udon. That might be why. I've had udon. It's good. I've had soba, and I, there's a, actually a very good ramen place that opened nearby here. Kind of yep. expensive, though. Yeah, I'll um. want to try that out sometime. Anyway, it, not right now. Nope. <laughs> they might not survive. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, so he, and they say like, how yeah, he's here every day. And so Sekiju's like, oh, clearly he's into Ogata. I have to get them together. Yeah. Because I accepted that's my role. Also, we it is established that they got this apartment super cheap. Yep. Because that's the ghost apartment from earlier in the series where Naruyuki and Kirisu checked out a ghost apartment. Yep, because she was maybe thinking, maybe I can move to a place that's cheaper, uh-huh. uh, but it was haunted. Yeah, and that's the reason that Yugi shows up every day, is because he wants to appease this child ghost. Yeah, because he's like, Ogata's already scared of spirits, like, even before she's like, is it is this place maybe haunted? He's like, no, of course not, and then it cuts to the child ghost under the table, playing with him, like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, well, that's Eating the, the ice cream. Yeah. the... Like I said, it's plenty set up, which is super good. Yeah. Now I just hope the Kirisu arc is all time travel boobs. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> That'd actually be pretty interesting if that's what the Kirisu arc was, is that she activates her time travel boobs and he meets up with her younger self. Yes. That, that's, yeah. I think, the most interesting possible version of that. But we'll see what happens when yep. we get to it. Because I'm already liking the Ogata arc more. Because like I said, what I realized this chapter is, oh, it's all payoff from here on. Yeah. And it's amazing that you can sustain that for that long. That said, like, One Piece has probably done arcs where its payoffs have been that long. One Piece, another series that's super good at it, which is the reason I brought it up. Well, one of the big things with One Piece being able to do it is because you care about everybody in the crew a lot. And they do the thing, they do the typical shonen thing where all the fights are happening one-on-one with a bunch of other people. And they just kind of bounce between them. So all the climax of those fights happen at once and take chapters to go through. Well, the other thing about One Piece is you love all the side characters. So Smoker doesn't show up for four years. And yep. then he's there and you're like, oh, hell yeah, it's Smoker. Yeah, it's Smoker. And I really like the 
vice captain. Yeah, that's with him. I can see. I can think of her name. Sword I can't lady. Say it. She's one- like she's the sword nerd. Yes, is how I remember her. Anyway, so Ogata asks Narayuki to sleep over. For some reason, I don't remember why. I think it's actually Sekijo who makes oh. the joke. She's making the joke of like, oh, well, that, you know, if she's scared, you should stay over. And she's saying, just kid, like, she's starting to say, just kidding. And, and Naruki's like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I have to keep this ghost in check. Yep. And then he's like, wait, shit, I wasn't thinking at all. I'm sleeping over at their house now. This is bad. Also, they're all in sleeping bags. I assume they don't have futons or something. Uh, it seemed like they they're were college age, so. Yeah, but it didn't actually seem like they were on sleeping bags. It seemed like they were on kind of tatami. Maybe it is. So it's like they each have their own small blanket. It's a Japanese thing. Yeah. It just seems to me that all three of them are sleeping together. Seems weird. Like they have to have at least one bedroom is I guess what my point is. Yes. But I think I think some of that is the two of them sleep together because uh, th- they only have one bedroom. And then Naruki's there because he's like, the ghost will fuck with them. I have to <laughs> be here. And then when he actually gets into bed, he's like, wait, no, something is wrong. Oh, wait, I'm terrible at sleeping next to girls, despite my irrational amount of experience for an 18-year-old virgin at doing it. Yes. And the ghost is like, oh, you're into her. I'm going to haunt her dreams because I'm jealous. Yes. And And causes shenanigans. Yes. And shenanigans have happened. It's a good chapter. Yep. That will do it for the chapters we talk about every week. Next, we are moving on to Jump Card. Jump card is the segment where we rank all the chapters from our least favorite up to our favorite. We got a full house of 20 this week. What do you have at number 20, Kevin? A gravity voice. Yeah, it's bad. It continues to be bad. This chapter, like the cliffhanger has me like morbidly curious. So I guess that it's got that going for it. Sort of, but it's just going to be dumb. Yeah, I know. But we'll deal with that next week. What do you have at 19? I have Mitama at 19. Same, especially after we- last week. This feel like, felt like a really weak Mitama. Yeah. I don't like the kid possessed by his grandfather's ghost that keeps possessing him differently every time. I don't mind that. I just think, and like, hey, let's have a chapter with these two side characters are the main one. Is like a decent idea. Yeah, but they don't like do anything. Yeah. Like, it, I got the feeling the entire time that there was some key Japanese pun I was missing. Probably. What do you have at 18? I have Zipman at 18. Hey, me too. <laughs> I want to like Zipman. I do. Like, I, I'm like the cliffhanger in there. I really like that idea. I like every idea I like. I feel like a lot of it is, so it was establishing some rules at the beginning and has now completely thrown them out the fucking window, which is annoying. I did like that the punch that Chia gets when she's in her suit and fighting one of the guys is actually like one of the best action punches in the manga. I liked that. I was like, yeah. Uh, all right, that's pretty cool that Chia actually gets a cool action punch where she's like folding the guy in half with her fist. Yes, that looks really good. I like the idea of, oh, now you have to fight your brother. Yeah. But it feels like it came on like 50 chapters too early. Yeah. It came on It came on too early and like the explanation really bothered me as well. 
where he was like, oh, yeah, it turns out the soul is just a bunch of information. So, I, like, just the way he said it, even if it was just, like, if he had instead done it in some way where it was like, yeah, I put your brother back in this suit and then just made it so that the suit has to follow me. Like, that makes slightly more sense. But even then, his brother couldn't operate the suit beforehand. Like, I get that he could make a suit that it does, but it just, they seem to, like, throw rules out the window. Like, oh, yeah, look at all of these cool moves that I had. Well, like, Zipman had to defeat people to get those. Why do you have all of them as well? I mean, I, I understand it, but it just, it seems dumb. The method by which, like, the method by which the mind control works is super interesting, too. But, where, like, he's himself, but he just has to obey the commands. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, yeah, no, uh, kill your girl, uh, the girl you have a crush on. It's like, oh, gotta do that. Hey, move out of the way, bro. Yep. We can talk later. I have to kill her first. Yeah. And just I, bad. I wish, I want to like Zipman. Yeah. I I have this, like, morbid hope it'll pull it out, but. I doubt it. It feels like it's in the death spiral. What do you have at 17? I have Mashal at 17. Yeah, I didn't super, like, Mashal wasn't particularly amusing this week. No. So it's weird to put it up high, but, and it's also starting a weird, like, it's a fight chapter, basically. Yep. Like, he gets challenged to a fight, there are stakes for it. Yep. It's still, like, his weird fighting style, and that's kind of humorous. Yeah, and that's kind of, that. like, that was the thing that I kind of sort of enjoyed about this chapter, was, at first, I like, my first thought when the guy was using gravity magic was he was going to be like, gravity magic, and Mashal was just going to be standing there, like, Okay. I'm very strong. <laughs> uh, hey, remember last chapter where I jumped real good and then kicked my legs to defy yeah, gravity? Yeah. Remember last chapter where I defied gravity? Yeah. <laughs> fuck you and your gravity. But I instead, like, I did like the fact that it was like he was still locked to the ground. He's like, please, no human could stand up under all this weight. And Magical just goes, I don't need to stand and smacks him with a tree root he found underground. Yeah. I actually have Jujutsu Kaisen at 18 because, okay. or at 17, I'm sorry. Because I just, like, I want to care about the fight, but I can't. And I felt like the Mashal fight scene was kind of better. Well, you don't know the characters. That's a hundred percent of why. Yes. <laughs> Maybe when this anime comes out, I'll get caught up on that and I'll be like, oh man. Yeah. So it Jujutsu Kaisen wasn't super high for me, but I really liked it, especially the end reveal with, so the one character that shows up at the very end, he's also at the beginning, but the character that shows up to the fight at the end was the guy that basically taught Itadori how to do his kick-ass like punch, punch? thing okay. though the, like weird punch thing he was one of he's one of the people who can use it so he was kind of like Itadori's mentor in one of the earlier arcs so especially with it and he's always been this like extremely calm and collected guy because he's you know he's got the glasses so he's like the businessman sorcerer where he's like yes of course we're you know going to do this according to the books and it's not like he doesn't get serious, but he's just got this common collected thing. But now it's like he's taken the suit off and he's just fucking furious. What do you have at 16? I have Haikyuu at 16. I did like this chapter of Haikyuu, but it just kind of... I I am getting the kind of like ending vibe. And so I'm like, I I really wish I had seen a lot more of this. Maybe Haikyuu's in payoff land too. And we're yep. just not getting paid. Yeah. I, like I can, I can glimpse... The, it's more like uh, we're getting paid, but I don't we're know what currency. Foreign currency. Yeah, we're getting we've never pay- seen before. Yep. So I'm like, um, I mean, like I understand this is cool. I also like the bit where I'm assuming he says it in Brazilian isn't a language, is it? They speak. They speak Portuguese. Portuguese. I yeah, I was but like, yeah, that bit where he says something, and one of the other team members is like that sounded awesome. What was that? <laughs> I have Mashal at sixteen. Okay. What do you have at fifteen? 
I have Chainsaw Man down at 15. Same. Mostly because I thought the fight scenes were pretty okay. Yeah. But all of the story stuff is kind of nothing. Yeah. And so this is where it started, get, like right around the break point of where stuff started being fairly interesting for me. So usually, like the, cu- the couple of chapters ahead of this at least had something cool. Or I was like, hey, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And Chainsaw Man really didn't like the Like you said, the fight was pretty good. I liked the fact that the one guy who had been given the nail like pretended to be a dead body and stabbed Denji in the foot or yeah. got him to like step on the nail for the last time. I was like, that's pretty cool. But yeah, other than that, not super amazing. What do you have at 14? So I have Samurai 8 down at 14. Okay. because I have Guardian of the Witch at 14. To, there you go. To close that loop, I wonder. <laughs> I, wonder. I, I, I don't think they're inverse because I have Samurai 8 quite high. I have Guardian of the Witch pretty high, so we'll see. Okay. Yeah, I guess we've set our piece on this. What do you have at 13? I have Black Clover at 13. Same. Fight scene's pretty okay. Yeah. But it's a Black Clover fight scene. Yeah, and like, no, the there's a bit of interesting stuff where, so the one Gravity Mage user is talking to his demon, and he's like, hey, who do you think that demon is? And he's like, well, he's probably nobody. Like, he's probably some low-rank nobody. And so I'm just wondering if it turns out that Ass's demon is actually going to like is actually extremely powerful. I mean, that's the obvious twist they're setting yes. up. But like the way he hits him at the end, it seems like he's using the key reading stuff. Yeah. So it might just be that Ass is a badass, and that's like a I don't think better uh, way to make that story go. Yeah. But it's well, another I, direction. I could also like I could also like the fact that he's got this kind of like not wimpy nobody demon, but like this low level grunt demon. But the two of them together are just freaking unstoppable well they are the right match for each other a guy who can't use magic and a guy who who eats magic yeah what do you have at number 12 i have mission yuzakura family at number 12 i liked it it was it was pretty funny i liked that at first they think that tamio's cheating but because they're like oh we keep getting texts from this like kura girl or whatever the name is and then it turns out it was this old guy and he was trying to just secure tea leaves for the brother to kind of be like it was partially, he's like, I kind of feel responsible for him always having to save me, but also hopefully to be like, hey, here's a present. Please stop trying to murder me every <laughs> time you see me. Yes, I quite enjoyed it. I put it a bit higher. I have Undead Unluck at 12. Okay. I mean, we're kind of setting up the new status quo for Undead Unluck, right? Yeah. And I find all the ideas interesting, but yeah, I didn't find that presentation to be super great. Like, it doesn't make me super excited about Undead Unlock. Okay. Um, yeah. No, it's not super high for me. B- but in contrast, there have been previous chapters of Undead Unlock. Like, when the this organization first got introduced, I was like, ah, I really don't care for this. And it's not that degree of yep. disinterest. What do you have at 11? I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 11. Like I said, I just, I liked the, I forget the character's name, but the old guy, I just kind of being like, all right, fuck it, we're going into battle mode. And so showing up at the end of the fight with the man, girl, I don't know, with the weird hand sword, being like, am I able to kill him? And the answer is no, even if you were allowed to. I have Haikyuu at 11. Okay. I just, like, some of the payoff stuff worked better for me, and I thought it was well-drawn. I, like, got excited for some of the volleyball stuff for the first time in a long time in Haikyuu. Yep. So I have Undead Unluck at number 10. I just, I really liked the Book of the Apocalypse thing. And especially Andy being like, all right, so why do we have to listen to this thing at all? Like, who cares? And him being like, oh, yeah, the world has been like, this is essentially God just like putting laws into the world. So even though these guys kind of seem like douchebags and assholes at first, they're like, no, we're trying to get stronger so that we can go fuck up God because he's been fucking with us this whole time. 
I feel like we should have a shot whenever something's about trying to fuck with God. Yes. I have promised Neverland at 10. I didn't dislike the chapter, but a lot of it, again, seemed deus ex machina to me. Like, I got you. Particularly the saving of Sonju and other guy. Mukiji. Mukiji. Like, I know we've had this Baron character, or I guess he's a Duke, yep. introduced before, but... He's been a major plot point. As uh, he, in, like, the fast he, w- I missed. he was in part of the thing that you missed, so the okay. payoff wasn't as good. Yeah, I did wonder if that might be the case, but it seemed like he was just introduced recently. No, um, he was introduced before you started reading. He was the main villain of the arc before you started reading. Yeah. So it is actually really, really cool to see him and really interesting to have him back. So it Promise Neverland went much higher for me because of that. What do you have at nine? I have Dr. Stone at nine. I Like I said when we were talking about it earlier, I liked it. Yeah. I have Mission Yuzakura at nine. I also liked it. Um, I don't know. I just enjoyed it more than you, I guess. Something about the current dynamic i really like it's interesting we were just talking about how i thought it would be hard for mission years occurred to do a bunch of comedic chapters after a big arc and that's exactly what it's done yep so that's interesting too. No, it was good what do you have at eight i have hell's paradise at eight this was kind of the top of the i really like the interesting bit of the one samurai that they're fighting has kind of the like copy power where he's been copying all the other samurai and it just that seemed like a really interesting gimmick and should be a cool thing to the fight. Yeah. I have Dr. Stone at eight. Okay. Reasons we talked about. Yep. So I have Guardian the Witch at seven, because I actually I really like that the introduction of the Voodoo Witch Doctor guy. I have Hell's Paradise at seven for okay. basically all the same reasons as you. Yep, it was good. So this is where I had a hard time. I put We Never Learn at number six. Okay. I really liked We Never Learn, but I felt like because it was the beginning of the emotional payoff and a bunch of the stuff at the top was more of an end of the emotional payoff, they ended up just being better. I had a really hard time with the top six. Yeah, I will agree with you there. My top six could get reordered pretty easily if I felt differently at the time. I have one piece at six for all the reasons we criticized it for. For like the, hey, there's been a traitor all along. Yeah. It's like, okay, sure. Like, and the like weird stuff with like the army and. Like, as good as the, like, hidden reveal of the three before the page shirt is. Yeah. That page is kind of a mess. Yeah. I, that makes sense. So I have Act Agent number five. I I just really liked it. I'm really looking forward to the continuation of this arc. I have Demon Slayer at five. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I have anything more to say about it. So I have My Hero number four. It's good. It's good. Twice stuff. You know, the Hawks and Twice stuff is good. The heroes fighting is great. Seeing Midnight and Kamui Woods and all these, it's like, I know who these heroes are and they're doing stuff. Yeah. Like, that was great. Oh, and the class one, the class B. Oh, yeah. We get the class being, B kids. The class B kids being there's like, ah, cool. It's not just Kaminari. We have some of the, some of the other kids who have extremely useful powers. Like, you know, they have Cementos and then they have the kid from class B who can control mud, essentially, or earth, probably. And it's like, wow, that's a devastating combo. He's like, Samantha's is like, I can take down the building. The other guy's like, I can take down everything else. So that was good. I have Act Agent 4. I really like the emotional climax with like the director needed another director to take her work. Yes. To figure it out. Well, because she wasn't a director. Yeah. Or really a playwright. (laughs) Like uh, she, she was an artist who decided I should write a play. But like clearly because someone else stepped in and was like, no, this is how your play should have gone. Like, you know. 
I, here, let me show you what your vision was meant to be. Well, arguably, that's the job of a director anyway. Yeah, so she needed a director for her play. So I have Demon Slayer number three. I really love that panel of the Law of Hashira ripping off Muzan's arm and just the look on his face of like, did that just happen? I have my hero at three, mostly for the twice internal struggle stuff. Yeah. I, just, like, I keep messing this up. Like, I'm such a failure. Yep. It was really good. So I have Promise Neverland at number two. I just really love the return of Duke Levisius. Like, that was really cool because he was one of the demons that was like, I'm here to have fun. And he kind of always had that, I hate the aristocrats anyway. And especially because he's like, all right, now that they're all dead and there's no way in fucking hell I am following that human Retiri bastard, I'm going to step in and save everybody and then kind of like put myself into a seat of power. Yeah. So it's like it's still a selfish ambition to save the evil blooded. But even he's like, no, that was my sister being a bitch and literally fucking with all of you. So instead of trying to rule by fear like she did, I'm going to become your savior and rule that way. I have Samurai Hate at number two. Because like I said, it channeled that stuff I like about Last Sayuki. That's super like metaphysical stuff. Yeah, and I thought it was well set up. It just seemed rushed to me. But I, well, we had that discussion yes. fully. Anyway, so I had one piece of number one just because of the Luffy's back. Oh, and it's, just it's, that, look, it's good. Yeah, that you're on the sea, bitches. You're fighting pirates was just so good. I, I, I stood up and said, fuck yeah. Kid's going to do a thing. Maybe. Yes. Kid's going to do a thing. Law's going to do some shit. Luffy's finally going to do some shit. L- Law's done a thing before. <laughs> yes, Law has done a thing before. I guess we've sort of seen Kid do a thing before, but not really. I feel like we mostly just see Kid get his ass kicked. Or occasionally fight Marines. That doesn't count. I have We Never Learn at one, which surprised me. But it's where I ended up going, just because I said all the payoffs just, like, really shone through, I felt. And, like, this is not a setup I was expecting for this story at all. Neither was I. So it was definitely refreshing, like I said, when we got to my top six. it's It was really hard to put stuff in order there. It's like, which ones did you like? All of them. Same. Can they all be tied for first? Not... They... They'd all be probably, like, I'd want to say they'd all be tied for, like, second, because I can't pick which one's my favorite out of all of them, but I don't want to say they're all the best ever. I hope Shonen Jump can at least keep this momentum with some of its series, even if it can't do it with all of them, like it's got the last two weeks. Super excited for One Piece. Hopefully, Guardian of the Witch pulls back up. Well, I really liked it, so I'm expecting it to, I'm expecting this new character who I just, I like the design of to be cool, and hopefully we'll like him. All right. That will do it for this segment. Join us after the break when we will talk about Bakuman Volume 3. So we read Bakuman Volume 3 this week, continuing with that series. What did you think of Volume 3, Kevin? I really liked Volume 3. I really liked that they kind of set up this division between the two of them, where the writer is just kind of like, I'm just, I'm struggling to come up with something good. And they're like, yes, we need to do something mainstream. You know, like, this is how we have to do it. So they made a stupid decision and are trying to stick with it. Even both of them are like, nah, this isn't really working well. But I especially love that whole bit where both of them come to the same conclusion and the way that the volume ends yes where i feel like we should get to it yeah we're getting to it rather than bring it sure, up that's fair at the start but yes i really super love that moment as well and it's a perfect place to end a volume on 
Yep. We are kind of settling in. This happened with My Hero for me as well, whereas like a series starts to take its actual shape, it gets harder to talk about. Yeah. Especially like on a volume by volume basis, because that's not a full storyline. Yep. I do love that it starts with Takagi getting beaten up by his girlfriend. He's like, I have to understand how Shannon characters feel when they get beat up. Yep. You're the he's best like fighter I know. Yeah, he's like, I have to understand how taking a punch feels to try and understand how the Shonen character feels after being beat kind of thing. I liked that. I love the bit where the artist joins the assistants for AG. AG is his name, yeah. I wanted to get to that too. Because I also love the bit before that where like AG's being kind of a diva. Yes. And they're like, oh, he's going to start his new series, Yellow Hey. He's like, no, I want to do Crow, the one shot I did. Yep. I want that to be my series. I've already drawn the first three chapters. I haven't done anything for this one that you approved. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. And like he ends up in the office to kind of defend himself at the same time that they're in to do a story meeting. Yep. And he's like, oh, you did uh, that world of intelligence and money. Yep. So he's like, that was my favorite one in the book. Are you guys getting a series too? Yep. And they're like, no, we're not super geniuses like you who just get to have a series. Like, well, that sucks. Your stuff's way better than what's in. Sh- Sh- yeah, Sh- Sh- oh, yeah. I, I did like that. I like that they see him as a rival and he's like, ah, you guys do some great work. I can't wait to see it kind of thing. Yeah. Because he's that kind of like idiot savant. Yeah. He's like very Goku. Yes. In his way. And so, yeah, that leads to Edgy, after they submit their Shonen Battle manga to an award, they don't even get into the magazine. Yeah, they don't even get nominated. So, like, they get their own moment of Shonen defeat. Yep. Although, like, all the editors are like, oh, this is super good. Like, I didn't think they could do anything like this. Yeah. Well, after. and it, it wasn't specifically this was super good. It was like, I really liked your guys' other work, and, like, I'm impressed you have this range, but the problem was is that you were trying, like, you were, yeah, let's make a, a typical shonen battle manga. And they were all kind of like, we don't want another typical shonen battle manga. We have a hundred of those submitted every day. Well, and their editor is like, you, those are all a crapshoot. Like, we have yep. so many of those. We try them all the time. And sometimes they're One Piece and Naruto and Bleach and Dragon Ball. Yeah. But so many more of them just get canceled after 20 chapters. Yep. And we have Edgy doing a new one now. Yeah. On top of that. So it's like, so I really liked that he was like, yeah, I managed to pull the results or all the judges' comments. And it was like, oh, these guys have so much promise. I can't wait to see what they do next yeah. kind of thing. Which leads to Mashira, who's the artist, agreeing over summer break to be Edgy's assistant. Yeah. Well, that's because the two of them had kind of had that separation already where uh, they- I'll just keep calling the artist and the writer was like, hey, I'm going to take summer break to work on the writing kind of like alone, alone, basically. Yeah, but then he sees her with his girlfriend making out at yes. the park, and so he starts to have, like, second thoughts, and he's he's starting to wonder, because the idea was putting his said, hey, you're the artist. Like, you can do this on your own, right? Yeah. It's more profitable. That was before, so he was still working as, with Edgy, I think, when he saw them in the park, where he started kind of getting almost mad at him. Like, are you really actually working on this? He sees them again later. He does. But anyway, that leads to this super good thing where there's another young kid in there and then this 33-year-old guy who's been an assistant and just draws backgrounds for his entire life and he's like, I'm going to have a manga. I'm going to do it. Yeah, because he's like, I wanted to be a manga guy. I didn't want to be an assistant my whole life. I also like the other guy in there with him seems to be an asshole, but is like, he's that asshole that's secretly a good person. Yeah. And like, at first, he's just trying to use Edgy. He's like, okay, and 
like he realizes that Edgy's just like doing whatever he wants and the story's not going anywhere. Yeah, so and, he's like, You'll get you'll get canceled after like well, ten months or something like that. At first he's like, Hey, yeah, this is good, just keep going it. It's the art looks super good, it's super exciting. But then he gets kind of caught saying, Hey, you know, no, it needs to take a turn. Yep. Yeah, I definitely love the moment where they're kind of teaching Edgy how to actually make a good manga. Yeah, like how to write a story. Yeah, because he's a great manga artist, but and you know he can do a, a bunch of stuff well. But they're like, you're not a you're not a writer at heart. So I really love when they're like, you know, basically telling him, you realize that going to the editor's office is important, right? And Edgy's like, what? It is. He's like, yeah, that's that's where you talk about the story. He's like, the what? I don't like storyboards. They're dumb. Why should I have to draw something twice? But, and, but they're like, hey, we're redoing the entire fifth chapter because you yep. pointed out it was bad to you. And it, it's way less work if you just have to redo storyboards. Yep. And so, well, even then he starts realizing, he like, I love when the editor comes in and he's like, what? I thought you said the fifth chapter was be, would, being redone. Oh, we're going to redo the whole thing. Oh, but I'm going to be at that next editor's meeting. And the guy's just like, what? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you ow. haven't come to any of them before. What? <laughs> what has been going on in here? Yeah. And I like, they're like, we'll help you for this chapter. After that, you're on your own. Yeah. And so he's like, what should I do for chapter six? Like, we literally said you're on your own. He's like, well, I'll introduce a new character. And he's got this, like, filing cabinet of all the stuff he drew yep. as a kid. And he just grabs the character out. Yep. Which is what gives Mashiro, the artist, the epiphany that he should, like, well, look at what he did as a kid. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just that. It was he grabs it out of the filing cabinet and the other kid there or the other young guy with there is like oh yeah most manga artists end up using character designs from when they were kids you know like they came up with this cool character design obviously they he's like they tweak it a little bit but he's like i i use a ton of stuff from when i was younger too and so mashiro has the thing of like i remember when i was a kid i used to love drawing stuff and like maybe that will especially because if it's like this is the thing i made up as a kid kids will probably connect with that yeah and he finds this detective manga that he wrote yep. basically and he's like oh this is super terrible and cringy yeah but he's like oh this detective character could be really cool he's like yeah detective conan's the most popular thing in the world so yep. like we've been thinking shonen battle manga but like shonen detective stories are super classic and there's not one in jump right now yeah and he's like they you know they're just as popular even and they're like you said there isn't one in jump right now so he's like oh yeah maybe i can tell the writer about this uh, and meanwhile the takagi the writer is like spending almost every day with his girlfriend who has decided that because her, her best friend and her boyfriend and her boyfriend's best friend all have this dream she's like she i should get a dream too. too and so she's decided to write basically cell phone novels yeah i'm, I'm gonna call them web novels i realize they're cell phone novels because they're specifically submitted through cell phone but she's essentially like i'm gonna become a web novelist and she's basing her web novel on Miho and Mashiro's relationship because yep. it's super quaint and romantic and cute. And really, it's like, it's really out there. And especially because it works. Yeah. Like, that's how the story is going to be good. Yeah. But she gets Takagi to help her write it. And he's like, oh, wait, you can submit in any genre. Yep. And so, like, the last kind of panel of the manga is Mashiro being like, oh, uh, well, if he brings me a really good storyboard, then, of course, I'm going to draw it. But, like... He seems to be struggling, so maybe I can talk him into doing a detective thing. Yep. And meanwhile, Takagi keeps avoiding his phone calls and like kind of leading him on every time he calls. Like, oh, no, I just need a couple more days. Yeah, he's like, like, dude, summer's almost over. And so I, I got the opinion that Mashiro was kind of like, is he does he want to spend more time with his girlfriend? Like, I just that's the only time I see them is he like he's always with her writing her web novel. Does he want like does he not want to work on the manga anymore? Am I going to be doing it myself now? Kind of idea. Yeah, well, especially since I was kind of planted in his head. Of yep. like, hey, you're the artist. You can do this on your own. 
Yeah. And he's always like reviewed that with like, no, he's a much better writer. Yeah. And he's like, I just hope he doesn't find out I've been spending all the time this time on this detective this story. story. Yeah. <laughs> detective <laughs> plot for him. When we promised you're gonna do a shot in battle. Uh, thing. S- well, and he's like because he's like, I need to perfect this. If I can perfect this, he won't be pissed at me. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> so yeah, that was very good. I also do love back when Takagi or not Takagi, Mashiro was assistant that the guy who'd been being an assistant forever was like you realize that guy's amazing at backgrounds right he's literally probably the best background guy in the business it's like yeah just let him do them and yeah because they're on a super tight deadline he's redoing the whole thing he's yeah like, so okay. when they were doing the whole thing they're like all right you just do this stuff we'll ha- like we'll actually do how you're supposed to handle a damn manga and you don't draw the whole thing yourself and he's like yeah make this kind of background and the guy's like sure and whoop Whips out in no time. They're like, wow, that was a really hard perspective. How did you do that? He's like, you didn't even use reference materials. Like, I've been doing this for like 20 years now. Yeah. And as always, it's a super page turner. And I think that's really the strength of this team. Yeah. Is making things into page turners. Because Death Note's the same way. And that's kind of why I made the comment about Platinum End earlier. Is it doesn't have that same vibe to me. Yeah. I'm wondering just how much of that was jumping in Yeah, like 40 chapters into the story. And how much of that is maybe just they didn't nail it this time. Like, they got it with Death Note, they got it with Bakuman, maybe this third one, just they didn't nail it as much. Certainly possible. It's still going on, so clearly it's still popular. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to say about Bakuman? Like I said, it gets harder to talk about the more we get into it, but like it does just make me want to reach for the next one. Yes. When it, I'm done, it, which is a great compliment. Well, and because I'm reading it on the Viz app, it's super easy of like when you get to the end of the chapter and you flip the page, it's like, would you like to read the next chapter? Yes. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> so I, I, could just I have to going. go back to the box, yes. put a manga volume in and take one out. Yeah. But still, it's like I could just take the next one out. So that's been definitely really good. And I really love the split here. Kind of like the tension building between the Takagi, Takagi t- and Mashiro. Yeah. And then them both coming to that, like, that reveal at the end that both of them came to the decision of, hey, let's do a detective thing. We was like, I've got this really cool detective character design and, like, everything's going to be great. But, uh, we, you know, we said we were going to do a Shonen Battle manga because we want to get an anime by where, the time we're 18. What's well, the thing you're always talking about that they need to talk to each other? Yes. But again, they're so good at the characters are also super strong. Yeah, this one. I think they're stronger than Death Note, even, which also had pretty strong characters in it. Yep. But like, you understand where that they, they they've worked to this slowly, and they're just afraid the other person's going to be like, no, no, they this have is this dumb. tension yep. between them already, and even their editors like, oh, is this going to break them up? Yep. Yeah, he was like, normally I wouldn't have said anything, but he's like, all right. Edgy's editor asks him, he's like, all right, all right, I'll ask, but I'm not promising anything, and I'm definitely not going to make any recommendations to him. I'm literally just going to be like, hey, he was asking, would you do this? The one thing we did forget to talk about was uh, Love Interest actually got a voice acting job. Yes, I was going to say that was that subplot, where Miho got a bit part on a kind of school comedy manga. Yep. Or anime, I guess. It's an anime now. It's being adapted. Yes. And also, there's the bit I really like where... Takagi's kind of defending himself for hanging out with his girlfriend. He's like, yeah, like when you're with someone, it's normal to want to be together. Yeah. Like you're the weird one. Yeah. And so we have the, we also have the, the one thing of where Takagi, he writes the message of like, Hey, would you want, I I don't remember exactly what the message was, but he's like, please don't get mad, but answer this question. He's like, like, why do you want to have the relationship we have and not a normal one? Yep. And it's the first time it takes her a while to respond. Yep. And we get her bottle. I was like, yeah, I would way rather have that, actually. Yep. But she's kind of like, 
oh, I think this will make it better in the end. Yeah. Kind of thing. And then there's also, there's some other comment that he makes that makes her be like, if you keep saying that kind of stuff, I'll stop talking to you. Yeah, I don't remember what that was specifically because yeah. he's in so many. But I yeah. do like that. Also, there's like the contrast of Miyoshi is like Takagi and Miyoshi's relationship is not as close. Like they're spending all this time together. I mean, but, it's clearly starting to get closer. It, yeah, like, but it seems so much more like a like relationship of convenience. Yeah, and that's kind of how it started out. And so I do love the contrast between they've just kind of like got this relationship of convenience, like you said, versus uh, Mashiro and Maho Miho 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 have this like star-crossed lovers thing going on that they have completely instituted on themselves. Yes, but they still they still have that and. So that's definitely a cool contrast to read. Is there anything else you want to say about Walkamon this week? Nope. All right. All that leaves is personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the very top is Uzumaki Naruto, the boy in the orange jumpsuit. At number nice, at the very bottom, is that guy who's not Yamcha, nor is he nice, from that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. Dead Senator, we have Queen Beryl from Sailor Moon. Okie dokie. <laughs> Swirl that ball. Not in the manga, though. Characters we have already on the list from Bakuman are Moritaka Mashiro, the artist, at number eight. And Kido Takagi is at 17. All right, who do we want to put on the list this week? Part of me wants to say Miho, but we still don't know much about her because, like, a lot of the stuff is that she's distancing herself from. Mashiro, so we only mainly focus on Mashiro's and Takagi's perspective. Yes, we do have like a full Miho subplot. Yes, though, and we do get some stuff from her perspective. Also, she is the next character listed on the Wikipedia's list of Bakuman characters. The other character I think has a strong argument to be put on this week is Edgy. Yep. Although I think he's the most likely to move later. Possibly. I was also thinking maybe the editor. Ah, oh, that's not a bad pick. Because I, I really like the editor. Like, it really shows that he really cares about these kids. And, like, he's had a ton of internal conflict on certain things. Even though he's been an editor for a while. Like, he's not, like, a brand new one. We can do him if you want. Yeah, let's do that. Let me find his name. All right. So that is Akira Hattori. So he's kind of in the mentor role. He's a very different... Like, he's not a shonen mentor, right? No. Because he gives them advice. And it's good advice. But he's not, like, super talented or an ex-master or anything like that. No. Still, I think mentors are the way to start. He's not as good as All Might. No. Is he the only mentor we have on this list? I feel like I should start tagging them or maybe color-coding them with, like, character roles. Maybe I will color-code this list for my convenience between this recording and next. Can you think of any other mentor-type characters we've put on? No one from Dragon Ball. I think mainly because we... No one from One Piece either. Yeah, it was like we haven't done a whole lot of... Volume twos. Oh, even then, volume two is not usually the mentor volume, I don't think. Yeah. All right, so we can go with the Goku test. That's okay. an old classic. I don't think he's as good as Goku. No, probably not right now. I do think as this continues, he might become more interesting than Goku. Here's an offbeat character to compare him to. How do we think he compares to Ida from My Hero Academia? Ida's a character who can main sto- maintain storylines on his own, but when he like falls into a supporting role, he gets a bit weaker. Yeah. I don't know. That's rough. I can pick another example if you want. But no, that's fine. He's the one that made sense to me looking at this part of the list. I'd say right now I'd put him a little bit below Ida. Okay. 
a character you're more familiar with, how do you think he compares to Maka from Soul Eater, who for a very long time was the middle of the list? Yep. I like him more than Maka. I really like that he, even though he is in that mentor role, he is not the, I'm the ex master and know everything. And I'm secretly trying to teach you or like trick you into learning the thing yourself without just telling you, but he's definitely got, you know, he's had all these internal conflicts and he's been kind of wrong too, which is also something that I really like about him where he's like, no, 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 you shouldn't do this. And then they do it and it works. And he's like, Oh, and basically apologizes to them. Like, I'm sorry that I told you that it wouldn't work. And it did. Okay, right above Maka, we've read from Pokemon Adventures, and I'm very split on whether he goes above or below red. Honestly, I can see it either way. He's Who's de- right above red? Right above red is Buggy the Clown. I definitely think he goes below Buggy. Yeah. I was just wondering, I was like, if it was, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's why yep. I picked that. No, totally fair. I'd say let's put him below red. Below red? Okay. I will trust your instinct. So, Akira Hattori will go at number 34, above Maka, and below red. That will do it for this week. Kevin, what are we going to read next week? So, I think I'm pronouncing this right. Chihayafuru, which is a sports manga about a card game, because I like card games, and all the sports are canceled. It's true. I like all the card games. Well, all the tournaments. You can still play online. (laughs) Yugi, I challenge you. But I fear coronavirus. We must duel online. Well, in the I, cyberspace. Yeah, I was like, well, like even Magic has <laughs> uh, Magic the Other online, yes, and Magic Arena. They literally have two different online gaming platforms. That's very Magic the Gathering. Yes. So originally they had Magic the Gathering, and then Arena is more of kind of like trying to fight against Hearthstone, where Magic the Gathering was literally like, no, you're just playing Magic on like a digital thing. Arena has the Hearthstone like animations with certain things and stuff like that. Is it no? Control during your opponent's turn as well? Because that's like a defining feature of Hearthstone to me. Not to get into card gaming. I too much. do not know. I have not played Arena, but I'm assuming that's not the case because it's magic. Yeah, so would I. It's just that's a very interesting thing about Hearthstone to me, that you get to make no choices during your opponent's turn. Yeah. And I think it's key to the way that game flows. Yes. For better or worse. Yeah, so I think more they were going for like almost an aesthetic thing of like, we're not going to get rid of Magicka or Mtgo because it's old and people have spent a ton of money into it. But we're going to institute this arena thing to hopefully get more people, like, to get new people to hop on that were maybe like, well, why would I get into Magic the Gathering online to buy digital versions of cardboard that I could buy actual versions of? All right. Until next week, though, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fist Fight by Tom W. Emmert. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt www.patreon.com slash lastpodcast is our Patreon page where you can donate to help keep all of our shows going. There's not a lot of content exclusive to this podcast up there, but Kevin and I's side podcast, What's a Gundam, where we watch Gundam Wing, goes up once a month there. Yep. So you can check that out. As my dog tries to make an appearance on the podcast, is there anything you'd like to plug this week, Kevin? Not this week. All right. Have a great week, guys. Stay safe.